0: Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkofsky. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know about my two books on self-love. If you're struggling with body image or self-acceptance, then I highly recommend you check out my first book, The Gift of Self-Love. It's a comprehensive workbook to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to love who you are. You can get it wherever books are sold by searching for The Gift of Self-Love or go to my website, maryscupoftea.com slash book. Thousands of you have read and dove into The Gift of Self-Love. The reviews are just incredible. So many five-star reviews, and I'm so forever grateful that it has touched your lives in such a big way. After publishing The Gift of Self-Love and reading all your positive feedback, I noticed that many of you asked me for a tool that would help you build a daily practice of self-love into your life, which is why I decided to create a new self-love journal, 100 Days of Self-Love. It's got 100 journaling prompts that cover all areas of life—body, identity, purpose, relationships, emotions, and more. So you can think of this as a metaphorical multivitamin for self-love. You can get the journal wherever books are sold as well by searching for 100 Days of Self-Love or go to com slash journal. These two books, The Gift of Self-Love, The Workbook— And 100 Days of Self-Love, the journal, are complementary to one another, so the content does not overlap. It just depends on what you want or need at this point in your life. It's my mission to share all the self-love tools with you, so I hope that both my books and this podcast can help you do just that. Hello, hello, my self-lover. Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I am so happy to be back behind the microphone after taking a couple weeks off for my wedding. So I have so much to fill you in on. I am going to have a husband on the show soon, probably next week. I was actually trying to have him on this week, but... Since getting back into the swing of things, I am kind of all over the place, and so I really needed a little bit more time to set up my podcast studio, the recording equipment, get husband on board. He is on board, but we just want to, you know, make sure that we're comfortable with what we will be talking about. So I'm super stoked about that podcast episode. We'll tell you everything about the wedding, how it went, how we felt, and our marriage moving forward and what it means to us. But today, I thought that this probably worked out divinely because I do want to ease back into podcasting and talk about compassionate self-talk because I have been struggling. I think I mentioned this a little bit on Instagram and in some previous podcast episodes, but I'm in a time of life where I'm pretty unsure of what I'm doing. I think In 2019, 2020, 2021, I had a very clear goal in mind and same with last year, but now that we're in 2023 and I feel like I've grown so much and a lot has changed and I can feel my prefrontal lobe molding as we speak, fun things about being in your early mid-20s, I just have found myself feeling a little bit lost. And I was journaling because I'm doing the 100 Days of Self-Love Journaling Challenge and there have been a couple of journal prompts that have really opened up to me how hard I am on myself and how I tend to just talk down to myself and try to knock myself down a notch. And I think that this kind of self deprecating humor, so to speak, is all fun and games until you actually start to believe it without even realizing it. So, the prompts that especially resonated with me in 100 Days of Self Love, there's two of them. One is on page 106, if you have the book, it's called Be Conscious of Word Choice. And the other one is on Page 126, which is called Separate Your Struggles from Your Identity. And what these two journaling prompts that I did within about a week of each other really highlighted for me is how I use certain language, and perhaps you might too, that tell a certain story about myself that really is not serving me. For example, one thing that I've been saying a lot is. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm kind of just dicking around. (laughs) That's how I talk to myself. It's a lot less proper than perhaps I might appear on the podcast or on social media, but I literally say that. And I think there's small shifts that I can make that I was journaling about that, for example, I can tell myself that I don't have everything figured out, but it's not even that dramatic. It's more like I don't really know where my career is going to lead me. So even something as simple as I don't know what's next for me, but what I do know is fill in that blank. Hopefully you can fill in that blank for yourself. I love this sentence. I don't know for sure, but what I do know for sure is That is a sentence that I believe Oprah uses quite a bit, and the power of it was really highlighted to me in an earlier episode with Dr. Alexandra Solomon, who was talking about relationships because she's a relationship therapist. I forgot what episode number it was, but if you search Alexandra, Mary's cup of tea, it should come up, and that episode First of all, I want to be her when I grow up, like, in my marriage and the way she is and the emotional intelligence that she's able to share with all of us, relational and emotional intelligence, because obviously she talks a lot about relationships. But I just loved how when I would ask her a question in an interview, I would say, like, I don't know, what's the secret to good relationships? And she'll be like, well, I don't have all the answers. But what I do know is... And then she tells me what she does know. And I think this has a beautiful, elegant way of just being a little bit more humble, right? Knowing that we don't have all the answers, nor will we ever. But also giving ourselves where credit is due and providing that specificity and that kind of clarity in the way we speak, whether it's to somebody else on an interview or to ourselves in our own self talk, that really creates this well rounded, self compassionate way of thinking and speaking. And this is something that I am practicing hardcore lately because. I haven't been telling myself supportive stories. And that's the thing about word choice and language and the way we speak and the way we think. It's really going to shape our reality, not in like a woo woo, what you think is what you become, although there are elements of truth to that. But I think that's a quotable quote. But what that quote really means to me is what you're thinking about is the reality that you're going to create for yourself internally, not necessarily all of the circumstances that will just perfectly fall into place as soon as you start positive thinking. I'm not talking about that kind of law of attraction stuff, although, again, there are elements of truth to that. But what I think could be more accurate is adding that one little word, which is what we think about creates our internal reality. And what kind of internal reality do you want to create for yourself? When we make these big, grand, dramatic, self-deprecating statements, we are eventually going to start believing them, whether we're saying it as a joke or if we're just, I don't know, we just don't have different words and we resort to what we have or we take on what other people have told us and absorb it we got to cut that shit out and actually start really conscientiously thinking, speaking what we really want. On that note, I'm going to take a dramatic sip of tea. Big Heart Tea, that is. My favorite certified organic tea wrapped in sustainable packaging, made from plants, not plastics, and produced with the utmost regard for the farmers who grow it. If you've been here for a while, you know that tea has been a big part of my self-love journey. I just find it so warm and soothing and grounding. It doesn't matter what day I'm having, a cup of tea always makes it better. And I love Big Heart Tea because their company is female-founded and mission-driven. Their farmer's collection is a growing line of intentionally sourced direct trade teas which you can really taste with every sip. I'm currently drinking their signature cup of sunshine because spring is here. It's an herbal blend which is great for the afternoons when you don't want caffeine or maybe you can't have caffeine because it will give you anxiety and a borderline heart attack if you're anything like me. So stock up on your own tea by going to bighearttea.com and use code MARY20 for a discount at checkout. Again, that's com and use code MARY20. Now back to the show. Some other examples that have really shown up in my own life is me saying, for example, I hate social media. Again, big, grand, dramatic, black and white statement that has become a big part of my identity But thinking in this way isn't serving me in the situation that I'm at right now, you know? What is it doing when I say, I hate social media? Or I think this comes up with, like, difficult relationships, especially family. We can say, you know, we kind of just throw stuff out there. Like, I hate my family. My family is so stupid. Because you can't change your family, (laughs) because you can't change that external circumstance, making that kind of big blanket statement is only going to disrupt our inner peace. It's not going to change our family. Me saying I hate social media is not making me function better on social media. All it's doing is making me even more agitated because the scenario, the story, the identity that my brain has created is just so unsupportive and offers absolutely no solutions or alternatives. So instead, I'm trying to tell myself, I think that the nature of social media warrants better boundaries for me, because right now I'm on social media, so clearly I don't completely hate it, and there are other very positive aspects of it that maybe I'm not giving it credit for, but perhaps I need to think about it differently, right? Or going back to that example of when I say like, oh, I'm just dicking around, (laughs) this is actually something I said to my husband, (laughs) my new husband, not boyfriend, not fiance, my husband, I said, I just hate how I spend my days dicking around the house until I get hit with a creative idea and then I have to come up with a social media post or a podcast and I just feel so scattered and like I'm not being productive. This was the story, right? This is my internal monologue. Perhaps instead of saying, I'm just dicking around and really writing myself off in that way, I could say something like, I have an unusual creative process and I'm working on making it a little bit more sustainable for myself. Again, it's giving that compassion for both parts of you, just like Dr. Alexandra was doing in her interview, where she would say, I don't know, but what I do know is you're kind of honoring both aspects, and what this does in your brain is it integrates. It integrates and closes the gap between where you are now and where you want to be with self-compassion, not by just talking shit to yourself and talking shit about your life because that is also talking shit to yourself, but just really creating a more empowering dialogue. Another example that I shared in my new book, 100 Days of Self-Love, is the statement that I used to make all the time. And if you have also been recovering from dieting, chronic dieting, diet culture, then you might have told yourself something like, I am a binge eater. That's something that I used to tell myself a lot, and we have to be really careful about what we put behind I am because in some instances, for example, you know, in the AA programs, 12-step programs saying, I'm an alcoholic, I am an addict, that is a way to really confront your issue and take down your defenses and stop being in denial, right? Just constantly saying, I am an alcoholic, I am an addict, I can see why that could be a very powerful first step for a lot of people. And at the same time, at least with the struggles that I've dealt with, so perhaps this is a narrow point of view, but something that I have noticed in myself and in people is that we get really, really attached to these I am statements. And sometimes we are so scared to lose them that we will sabotage our own healing Only to uphold that I am statement, only to keep telling ourselves this story. And shedding it is very difficult, especially if it's something you've told yourself for a really long time. But you could do something really simple. And again, this doesn't relate to like alcoholics, addicts. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about if you're struggling with anything, instead of saying, I am whatever that not so supportive thing you tell yourself is, maybe you could just make the smallest of shifts and say, I'm struggling with binge eating. I'm learning to overcome my poor relationship with food. And it's these kind of infinitive verbs that's like learning, practicing, evolving, all those ing. And what I really like about those ing verbs is in grammar, they're literally called infinitive. They're called the infinitive verbs. And this makes me geek out a little bit because my English writer brain really likes that it symbolizes how these types of things are a journey. It's not a destination, it's a journey. So when we say, I'm learning We're highlighting that it's an ongoing process. I'm going to give you one last example of something that you've probably said to yourself before, and I hope you never ever say it again because these are such big, strong words, especially to use against yourself. And if you've been an avid listener of this podcast, you know that Be Impeccable With Your Word, the first agreement of my favorite book, The Four Agreements, Be Impeccable With Your Word is something I really try to live by. Sometimes it's hard and I slip up and I say things like I'm digging around, (laughs) and other times it's even harder and I slip up even more and say, I hate myself. I've thought that before. I've said that before. Sometimes it's disguised as a joke. Usually it's in moments of desperation where I really just am so sick and tired of my own brain that I want to get out of it. And I just want to invite you and invite me to change that story, to stop saying that shit to yourself. And anytime you feel tempted to, maybe you could say, I am learning to love myself. We're all always learning We're never, ever going to fully arrive. There will always be something, whether that's internally or externally, life is struggle, but hopefully we can ease that struggle by using language that is more empowering to what we do want because where your attention goes, energy flows and what you focus on will grow. So I hope that this mini podcast episode is encouraging and inspiring you to be more specific in your language and tune into that compassionate self-talk, not in the fake positive affirmations way, but in a very real honoring both sides of you, honoring the struggle and giving space for the transformation so that you can integrate and close that gap between where you are now and where you want to be, knowing that it'll never be Final and definitive, it will always be an evolution, just like all of us humans. I love you. Hang in there. You're doing awesome. And I'm going to go clean up my office and set up for next week's podcast episode with my husband. I can't wait to share this special part of my life journey with you. I love you. I hope that you love you. And toodloo. Wow, that rhymes. Maybe that'll be my new sign off. One last thing before we farewell, myself lovers If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. You can do this by searching for the show, Mary's Cup of Tea. Scroll all the way down on Apple Podcasts and you'll see stars where you can click one of the stars and leave a few kind words. It just means so much to me because I'm so behind the scenes when I'm podcasting, so I don't really get to see the impact of the show unless you leave a review. And on spotify there's just a button that says rate the show and it'll let you put however many stars you want your feedback helps the podcast grow and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation your kind words mean the world to me thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me spread the gift of self-love i love you all so much and i will talk to you in next week's episode